What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Monday, October 16th. And not only is it a Monday, you know what's coming. For the fifth time this season, it is a victory Monday. Isn't that so much better? I know the Dolphins had a victory Monday last week. But when I came on the airwaves last Monday, it wasn't all that much of a celebration. Not only did the Dolphins not play all that well against the Giants, but the main story last Monday on a Dolphins victory Monday, it happened to be the University of Miami and Mario Cristobal not taking a knee. I am very thankful, and I am sure a lot of you are very thankful, even though we still got more than a month to go until we get to Thanksgiving, but we are all very thankful that the Miami Dolphins, no matter what the Canes did on Saturday, the Miami Dolphins take center stage on this program this hour. They take center stage everywhere in South Florida, except for Dean's gold, of course, because you're not going to see the Dolphins taking center stage at Dean's gold. You're going to see. It's amazing. I worked that in the first 90 seconds of the hour, and I'm already talking about. Dolphins fans should be in a very good mood this afternoon. You were in a good mood yesterday afternoon, except for maybe the first 45 minutes. From like 1 to 145. This is the difference with this team though. And I'm going to get into this a lot coming up. The difference with this team. When you saw the Dolphins losing 14 to nothing against a team that is not good. A team that they should not be losing 14 nothing to. When you saw that, as a Dolphins fan, you almost certainly said to yourself, we're going to win this game. I don't think there was any doubt in anybody's mind. Like, oh, geez. Carolina's going to come in here and they're going to pull this monumental upset. I don't think that went through anyone's mind. Here's what I did. When the Dolphins went down 14 nothing, I said to myself, wow, geez, the Dolphins were about a 14 and a half, 15 point favorite in this game. Let me go to the live wagering. Let me go to that section on the Hard Rock app, which I can't use, but I could look at the I could look at the lines and look at the action. And let me see what I'd be able to do if I could use the app, which you'll be able to do soon. And I went to it. The Dolphins were minus three and a half. I I would have taken Everything in my account, which hopefully would have been more than zero like it is right now because you can't use the app, I would have taken every single penny in that account and put it on the Miami Dolphins. Now, I don't know if I would have done the three and a half, but the money line, it was minus 190. There was no doubt in my mind that the Miami Dolphins were going to be able to come back from that early 14 nothing deficit and win that football game. 
And then once you saw they scored, you're like, okay, mm -hmm. my thoughts, they're confirmed. So I got a lot of Dolphins talk to get into this hour, of course. The majority of the hour, they're the big story. The 2023 Miami Dolphins. Even though the 1972 Miami Dolphins are a little, little, little bit of the story on this Monday afternoon. Yes, they can pop those bottles, but being that this is week six in the NFL, there were two unbeaten teams coming into today's play. We saw the 49ers go down early yesterday, and then in the 4 p.m. slate of games, we saw the Jets... Well, they do, at least without Aaron Rodgers. But they didn't yesterday afternoon. They take down the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's not like the 1972 Miami Dolphins players, such as Larry Zonka, who I saw put out a post on his ex-feed. It's not like they were panicking. This isn't week 14 or 15 or 16. Uh, this is only week six. Week six ends tonight. And after six weeks of play, there are no more undefeated teams in the National Football League. I know a lot of Dolphins fans, and probably Eagles fans, but not so much Eagles fans because you're just coming off of a loss, and I know we got some Eagles fans here in South Florida. But I know a lot of Dolphins fans are revved up. You are ready to go, maybe literally, like you're ready to go to Philadelphia. The Dolphins have a great traveling uh, fan base. They've got fans all over the country. They've got fans all over the world. Some of you will be taking the trip to Philadelphia. I thought about it. I am not 100% out. I've got some nice accommodations lined up. I got that Philly cheesesteak in my mind. I heard that their pizza over there where I got the cheesesteak at Angelo's is even better than the cheesesteak. So I'm thinking I got the accommodation set up right next to the stadium. I could go get a cheesesteak and a great pizza. And I could go see Sunday night football. I could do the show from Philly next Monday afternoon. Possibly if I was to stay all Monday or just fly back in the morning. It's part of my thought process, but I'm not sure I'm going to do it. I could either go to Philadelphia or I could return to Columbia! Or I could go to Philadelphia and then from Philly go to Medellin. Get the best of both. The possibilities, they're up in the air. See, that's what happens that's the benefit of being single, single, no kids, no pets. I could just make a plan at the last minute, get up and and go. And I'm not trying to brag about that. I'm really not. That's just the single life. I know you're in love and your significant other is in the car with you right now. Oh, yeah. Trust me, baby. I'm very happy. I'm very, very happy. The single life is is not bad. Maybe one of these days I'll settle down. But right now, the single life, not so bad. So what else happened over the weekend? 
What else can I bring up? What else do you want to hear about? You want to hear about another Kane's loss? This didn't have to do with not taking a knee, so I guess that's a step in the right direction. But the University of Miami, I feel like I just don't want the Canes football team to ruin a victory Monday. Because Mario Cristobal, he he ruins your Saturday night. If you're a Canes fan, he ruins your Saturday night. That's two Saturdays in a row, two Saturday nights in a row to be exact, that Mario has completely ruined. And now why make Mario ruin a Monday and where the Dolphins just got another victory. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to do it. So I may, I may get to it a little bit down the line. I don't want to just throw away the University of Miami football team. I mean, this is a South Florida sports talk show, and they are part of South Florida sports. We had more Miami Heat preseason action. We've seen more regular season action from the Florida Panthers. Although they've already got more losses on the season than the Dolphins do. That may not even make sense because of how many games and all that. But I don't know. It just sounded like something I needed to say. The Panthers season just started. They got two losses. The Dolphins season is now going into week seven. And yes, they only play one game a week. Uh, But the Dolphins only have one loss. They're right there. The Dolphins are atop the AFC East. Dolphins fans today should be so excited. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide. I'll do my best to not look ahead to the Eagles matchup on Sunday night football a lot, at least today. I'm definitely going to do it during the week, of course. But there's still a lot to be celebrated from this game that we saw yesterday at Hard Rock Stadium. Now, before I get into anything else sports-wise, although what I'm about to tell you about is a sport. Some may argue it, but it is a sport. And no, I'm not talking about bowling. I'm not doing a bowling event. Bowling is a sport, for the record, too. But I've got my poker tournament tomorrow. And I hope to see you for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament Tomorrow night at the Hard Rock, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. I'm going to do the show from the poker room tomorrow, and then I'm going to stick around probably until pretty late and attempt to win my own poker tournament for the fourth time in 10 months. That's what I'm going for. Now, here's some really good news about my poker tournament in case you haven't heard this already. The prize pool had a minimum of ten grand in it since last December. That has now changed. The minimum amount in the prize pool for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament tomorrow night, $20,000. Instead of starting with 20,000 chips, you're going to start with 40,000 chips. The buy-in, that's the only thing that didn't double. It is now 250 bucks. So the buy-in did not double. It is 250 There's a minimum of $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. And if you do knock me out of my own tournament tomorrow night, I will give you two seats on the glass to go see the Florida Panthers hopefully win a hockey game. Those tickets, great tickets, 
are courtesy of the Workers' Comp Legal Center. So I hope to see you tomorrow night. We can hang out. You could talk sports if you want. You could take the poker tournament very serious as well because that's what I do. I try to win it. Second place still pays a lot of money. I just hope to see you out there tomorrow night. The tournament starts at 6 p.m., but as long as you register by 9.30 p.m., you can get in. So no excuse about traffic, none of that. Get on over there tomorrow night, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. $20,000 is the minimum that'll be in the prize pool for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament tomorrow night at the Hard Rock. Now, from discussing the Hard Rock Poker Room, where I will be tomorrow, to discussing what happened at Hard Rock Stadium. That is what I want to get to. But I can't until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. What I saw from the Miami Dolphins yesterday was character. And they had this character on a day where no one would have expected that they were going to need it. I didn't think the Dolphins would lose the game before the game started, and I still did not think the Dolphins would lose the game when they were down 14-0. But that's me. That's my opinion. When you're down 14-0, it's not something so easy to come back from. I thought, yes, they could do it. I'm sure the Dolphins thought, yeah, we could do this. But putting yourself in a 14-0 hole, not ideal. It's a lot easier to get out of when you have the type of offense that the Miami Dolphins have got. That is why I went to go look at that Hard Rock Bet app. I can't use it yet. But gosh, I would have because with that Dolphins offense, I just didn't think there was any question. For sure, they'd be able to light up Carolina. When the Miami Dolphins went down, and this is something all the players said after the game too, there was not any panic on the sideline. Nobody was finger pointing when they were down 14-0. Nobody seemed to be super upset. The mood appeared to be, okay, we got down two touchdowns and we're going to get ourselves out of it. That was the only sense I got from this team. Bad start, but we're going to get those two TDs back and we're going to get some more. When you look at this Dolphins offense, they're a machine. They're ridiculous. This offense is on another level. A lot of this has to do with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is playing at a level that we rarely see from any wide receiver in the National Football League. Tyreek out there looks like a man amongst boys. Every single time the dude is on the field, he is so much faster than anybody else. He's so much stronger than anyone he's going against. Any ball that's in Tyreek's vicinity, not only do I expect him to catch it, but after he catches it, I've got the expectation that this dude, he can house it. 
And one of the best parts about what Tyreek is doing, and he said this after the game too, he's having fun. And you can tell he's having fun. It's a game. Yes, it's taken seriously, but it's a game. You're supposed to have fun. And Tyreek, he's taking that fun to whatever level he wants to. Like the flip. He knows he's going to get fined by the league when he does that flip. He knows it right there. He claims that after catching that long touchdown pass from Tua, that he did not have anything planned. He saw a guy with a cell phone, grabbed it, did the flip, and videoed himself while doing it. Do you realize how amazingly good of an athlete you have to be to do that? So let's go along with, okay, Tyreek didn't have anything planned out here. You catch a long pass, you go in for a touchdown, and then you see a guy with a cell phone who's videoing your touchdown. You grab it. You do a flip. You're holding the phone while you're doing the flip. You say something to the phone, and then you hand it back to the dude. Going along that this was not planned, to mentally be able to put all of that together and execute it without any notice, warning, anything at all, that's just an amazingly good athlete. And I loved seeing that. Yeah, the NFL, they'll send him a letter, but it's just so much fun. He, he doesn't really care about getting fined for that, I'm sure. You saw him on the sideline when they called him for taunting. The NFL at least lets players have fun in the end zone now after scoring. They do the whole choreographed dances that they work on after practices. That's not taking up practice time. It's afterwards. That's fun. So at least the league acknowledges, hey, we need to have some fun here. But you're not allowed to use any prop. So using the phone and flipping, oh, yeah, we got to throw a flag for that. Because eventually, I guess it could get out of hand. But it's great to see Tyreek having fun. Dolphins fans are having fun. All of this is fun to watch. It's so much fun to talk about. I love coming on here talking about W's and not being so angry and mad every single Monday. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do with this team? This type of radio, this type of conversation is so much more entertaining. It's so much better. Tyreek wasn't the only offensive player to make a mark on that game though yesterday. Raheem Mostert, my gosh, he found the end zone three times. Once as a receiver and twice rushing the ball. We know Devon Achan is out and reportedly... It will only be for the four games. He's on IR. He was put on injured reserve last week. And according to reports, he's only going to miss the minimum. So it was clear going into yesterday that Raheem Mostert, he was going to be the guy, the primary back, the main dude. Uh, Savan Ahmed, he got some action. But Raheem Mostert, that's the guy doing the bulk of the work. And he is such a smart running back. That's what I notice when I watch him run. Yeah, he's really fast. Like when he's going, he's up there with Tyreek and and Jalen. But his vision and his patience, when the play calls for it, he can go opposite ways of his blocks, as he did, 
or when the play calls for it, he can hurdle a defensive player as he did. He's just such a gifted athlete. And Mike McDaniel, he absolutely made the right call. Going back to the well with a dude who had success with him in San Francisco, Raheem Mostert is a really good player. McDaniel saw that with the 49ers, and we're all seeing that during his tenure so far with the Miami Dolphins. I do think the team misses Devon Achan. Achan, as we have seen, he's very special. Savon Achman, he's got talent. Chris Brooks has talent. But Devon Achan, I know he's a rookie, but watching him play those few games, his knack for the big play, his explosiveness, he's just different. Look, the Dolphins did what they had to do. Yeah, they got down 14-0. They didn't have to do that, but they, I don't even want to say battled back because it wasn't much of a battle. When you have that offense, it's not too much of a battle. It's more about your defense having to make stops. Tua, I wouldn't say he was spectacular, but he was good. Three touchdowns, no picks, a W. He's the leader of this offense. Two is the leader of the team in general. So when you're down, the fact that your leader is able to remain calm and he comes back out there and he leads a business-like drive, that is a spark for the not just entire offense, but for the entire team. Now, a lot of the focus in South Florida and I'm sure across the country When it comes to the Dolphins, it's all about what they can do offensively. They won the game yesterday, and they won it handily in the end. But what about the defense? Would you say the defense got better, as in like better throughout the game? Would you say the defense is a problem? Are you going to judge Vic Fangio? And in which way will you judge him? I found it kind of crazy and maybe telling. I didn't get an exact count here, but it felt like the broadcast yesterday showed Vic Fangio more than Mike McDaniel. They kept going to the box there where Vic Fangio and his staff were. I got things to say about this Miami Dolphins defense. And you may hear my tone there where you're saying, oh boy, this isn't going to be good. But I want you to hear me out. I'll talk about the Dolphins D, which is going to be very important moving forward. I'll do that in just a few moments. You want to continue the excitement? You want to pop bottles like the 1972 team? Head on over to Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club where you'll be surrounded by gorgeous These beautiful ladies at Dean's Gold come from all over the world. That is why Dean's Gold is the ultimate gentleman's club. Maybe you want to watch the game there tonight. You might think that's going to be boring. You will never be bored at Dean's Gold. You'll be entertained during every commercial break, every time out. You can have your own Halftime show, it could last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you choose. Dean's Gold, 
that is the place to be. You will have yourself a wonderful time. And you could go to Dean's Gold any day you want. They're open seven days a week from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard. That's in North Miami Beach. Have yourself a great Monday night or early Tuesday morning. Surround yourself with beautiful women who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that. It is the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. I'm talking with friends watching the game. I'm writing to friends while I'm watching the game. And I keep saying, we know this Dolphins offense is fantastic. It could almost be historic. It's early. But what we've seen is just unreal. But if the Miami Dolphins are going to do anything, and I'm not just talking about this coming Sunday night in Philly, if they're going to do anything this year, if they are going to make any big-time playoff push and go deep, the defense has got to be better. We all know the Dolphins went out and got Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, according to reports, could be ready next month, maybe in about four weeks. The initial thought, it was going to be December. Now it could be the middle of November. The Miami Dolphins got him for a reason. They need him. Now the defense yesterday, as the game went along, they got better. But the start, it wasn't good. Bryce Young looks very much like a rookie. He's talented, but is he ready for this stage? Not yet. He's not completely out of place, but you could just tell he's not going to be some first-year or maybe even second-year star. In the first quarter, there was no pushback from the Dolphins' D at all against Carolina's offense. It was just a lead built and... All of uh, the X-Feed that I saw was screaming. And apparently the broadcast, they were seeing the entire X, formerly Twitter, uh, feed. They were screaming at Vic Fangio because the broadcast kept showing Vic Fangio. Or we were all just thinking alike. What's going on with Vic Fangio's defense here? Is it Vic Fangio or is it the talent? Is there just not enough? But as the game went on, we saw more pressure being brought towards Bryce Young. The interior defensive linemen for Miami, Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer, they started to get a good rush on. The Dolphins, they got several sacks. Jalen Phillips was back out there. When you see the pressure up front, when you get that pressure up front, you could tell there's less to do for the back line because they don't have to guard guys for as long. There's pressure, so the ball's got to get out quickly. When the secondary, when they've got to guard somebody for six seconds, five seconds, whatever it may be, four seconds, you may think four seconds is not a big deal, but that, that's it's a long time. Look, Carolina's not a good football team. They, they don't have a win. They were 0-5 going into this game. Adam Thielen is their number one wide receiver. 
Adam Thielen is a good wide receiver, but he's a good number three. But as a number one, sure, he's doing well right now for Carolina because he's getting the majority of the targets. This is just not a very good football team. And you saw that they were doing desperate things. When a team does desperate things, it can make them slightly dangerous, such as the fake punt. Stopping that fake punt, it was a big play for Miami. Some people will say it shifted momentum. I don't really think momentum mattered much because Carolina is just not good. But if they do pick that up, now what are they going to do? When you take on a bad team and you are far superior to them, you cannot give them confidence. You can't give them any hope. You can't let them think, today's going to be our day. What the better team needs to do is make the other team feel like, here we go again. We're in this game, but now we're about to blow it and we're going to lose because we've done this before and now we're going to do it again. When the game starts, you're always in it, and Carolina went up 14-0. They definitely threw the first punch and no one expected that. No one expected to have Carolina go up 7-0, let alone 14-0. You can throw the first punch, but the Dolphins... They came back with a punch, the counter, that was much harder. The second the Dolphins showed what they can do, of course, Carolina knew what the Dolphins could do, but the minute they showed them that on the field against them, Carolina folded. A lot of players after the game, they were also asked and talked about the home field advantage. Hard Rock Stadium It's had a big advantage for the Dolphins. The crowds have been fantastic. They've been loud. It's been packed. Remember we used to talk about Dolphins games and, oh, there were so many fans from the other team? Dolphins fans want to go to the games now. They don't want to sell their tickets. Before, you were trying to see how much you could make from a Patriots fan or a fan of whoever. Oh, let me throw them up on the secondary market. Now you're going to the games. Plus, when you've got a 1 p.m. start, you've got the advantage of the weather. Teams are not always used to it. The Dolphins, they put on their home whites. They make the opponent wear the dark color. It helps. I'm not saying that's why the Dolphins win, but you factor in everything. The reason the Dolphins win is because of their offense, plain and simple. But when you factor in the home field advantage, not just the weather, but also the crowd, it definitely helps. If the Dolphins keep this up, and right now they're tied for the best record in the league, the 49ers and Eagles both lose yesterday. So if they keep this up, Hard Rock Stadium, not only could it host a playoff game, it could host multiple playoff games. Imagine how good that would be. I know as a Dolphins fan, you're like, okay, let's let's slow down step by step here. Let's let's get in. Let's win a game. It would be amazing to have a home game. But this is really all within reach. It's early. The Dolphins are five and one. 
They still have 11 games to go. Okay? They've played six. You play 17. They've got 11 games to go. They got the Eagles coming up. They got the Chiefs shortly after that. At least that one's not at Arrowhead. Not that the Dolphins couldn't win at Arrowhead, but it's much better to have that game at a neutral site than at Arrowhead. And if that can help the Miami Dolphins move forward to get home field advantage come playoff time, now we're talking. That's how you make a deep run. That would be something to see. Hard Rock Stadium hosting a Miami Dolphins playoff game. And maybe two of them. The Dolphins are definitely much better to see at Hard Rock Stadium than the other football team that plays there. I can't just blow off the Hurricanes today because the Dolphins won. I've spent a lot of time talking about the Miami Dolphins. But there was a primetime matchup on Saturday night, which turned out to be great if you're a fan of the Tar Heels. I don't know how many UNC fans we've got in this audience, but it is a game that I do want to discuss and a program that I want to talk about, and I will in just a moment. And speaking of a program, I always pick up a program when I'm at Gulfstream Park. Live racing every week right now at Gulfstream Park. It is their sunshine meet going on. And I read that program inside the Trackside Restaurant 10 Palms. That is true. Before I walk in the doors to the Trackside Restaurant at 10 Palms, I pick up a program. Then I get myself a table. I see the races live right in front of me. I have a fantastic meal while I'm watching the races. And of course, multitasking. I wager on the races too. Heck, you could wager as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Live racing every week right now during the sunshine meet at Gulfstream Park. For the entire racing schedule and everything you need to know about Gulfstream Park, go to their site, gulfstreampark.com. And one more thing, if you can't make it out to Gulfstream Park, you could wager on the races from wherever you are in the state of Florida. It is completely legal to do. Download the First Bet app. The First Bet app is the official wagering app of Gulfstream Park. From a Miami Dolphins conversation to a Miami Hurricanes conversation. Just that one sentence went from a high all the way to a low. The University of Miami football team is now 4-2. and two. They've lost two games in a row. Both of those games were to ACC opponents. If you look at the Canes conference record, it is 0-2. And keep in mind, the new ACC championship game is the top two teams in the conference. There's no more Coastal and Atlantic. There's been so much change. A lot of people may not even know that. So it's just the top two teams in the conference. That means losing to UNC, the Canes are three games behind them, two games plus the head-to-head. Miami still hasn't played Clemson and FSU. How do you think those games are going to go? Essentially, Miami's hopes of making noise in the ACC, they are over. Over? Did you say over? Yes, that is exactly what I said. 
What's wild to me is that the Canes came into the ACC years ago, many years ago. I was on the airwaves, and I thought, geez, FSU and Miami, they're going to dominate the ACC in football. UNC and Duke, they'll have basketball, but the Canes and Knowles, they're going to rule football. FSU, they've done their part. Miami, they haven't. And this is the ACC. This isn't the SEC. It's crazy how for five straight years now, Miami has fallen to UNC. That's the hurdle. At this point, that's what they need to clear. They got to jump that hurdle. I don't care how good Mario and the Canes looked in the first few games. The Aggies game, that was fun. But reality is, if the University of Miami cannot leapfrog UNC, they are going to be stuck in a place they don't want to be. I just talked about the Dolphins coming back from a 14-0 deficit. Yeah, they were playing a terrible football team. But you want to talk about momentum? Momentum is real in football. Okay, we saw it yesterday with the Dolphins. We saw it work against Miami on Saturday night. The Canes played a pretty good first half. The only blemish was a fumble near the goal line. Anytime you have a chance at a touchdown and you don't get it, that's pretty big. But Miami, they held their own. They went into the half up three. Remember the question going into this game Saturday? It was, would Miami quit on Mario after the debacle against Georgia Tech? Well, this Hurricanes team, they were giving their effort. The effort was not questioned. The success level, that's what's being questioned. I had questions about the effort going in. But after seeing the first half, I didn't have questions about it anymore. Now I could just say this team, they're just not successful. They're not good enough. All the recruits, all the tweets, all the energy that Mario brought to the program, it's just not there. Look, it would be awesome if they could knock off either Clemson or FSU, but this season, what are they going to get? Maybe seven or eight wins, a, a bowl game, a baby step forward. It's not enough. Reuben Bain for the Canes, the freshman pass rusher, that dude, he's a monster. He'll be a high NFL draft pick when he comes out. He is so good. You want to talk about anything positive, you talk about Bain. When I watch him and I see Cam Kitchens on that defense too, both of them are legit NFL-type players. So my thought is, okay, you look at Bain, you look at Cam Kitchens, Mario needs a lot of these dudes, a bunch of them. Remember when UM was popping back in the day? You may not remember it because it's been a long time. But they stacked players. They had four defensive linemen as good as Bain. And then they had four more waiting for playing time. It was a factory. Miami's just not there. Should I even add the word yet? Like as if they're going to get there? I can only hope but they're not there at this point. And what's annoying is every single year we find out again that Miami isn't at this point, usually against UNC. They remind us. This was a measuring stick game for UM, and the measure is they're not good enough. Tyler Van Dyke had some moments, 
in particular, the second touchdown throw, the one where he was hit and still hit George, that was a strike. That was an NFL throw. Stand in there, take that hit, and still deliver a perfect ball. That was fantastic. But then he mishandled a snap. He threw a pick. It was a meltdown. Second half was horrendous. Again, to me, it's just the talent. It's not the effort level. I, I question the effort going into this game. The Canes in the second half, it was horrendous for them, but they didn't quit. They didn't just roll over. They played. They scored another touchdown. And I guess that's good for Mario because the team just didn't give up on him. At this point, though, Miami should be better than participation trophies. It shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, well, they had good effort. Good job. The Canes didn't give Mario Cristobal $80 million to give the old college try. They gave Mario that money to take Miami to an elite level. And there's not much elite as a team that I've seen just yet. Speaking of elite, you can be elite and retire early, much earlier than you think. How can you do it? Contact Trajan Wealth. They will get you on your way to enjoying your life in the near future, hopefully, Without working a whole lot, it can be done. You might think there's no way it can happen. I've been trying this. Well, you haven't called Trajan Wealth. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach, and they will design a plan based around your goals, which is the most important thing. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. There's no reason not to get a hold of them. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or if you want to pick up the phone and call them, you could do that too. 561-390-1000. Let Trajan Wealth help you starting right now. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. I know one of the big South Florida stories today, although it's not that big, but it's still big. Kim Ang and the Miami Marlins have parted ways. I didn't bring it up earlier for a discussion point because it's a day after a Miami Dolphins win, and the Miami Dolphins are 5-1, and one, a huge game coming up Sunday in Philadelphia. Tomorrow, when I'm doing the show, I will talk more about Kim Ang no longer being with the Marlins and who may be the Marlins' next general manager. I'll get into that more tomorrow. That's all the time I've got for this Monday afternoon. We'll do it again tomorrow from the Poker Room at the Hard Rock. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.